I'm Christina Deboda, and this is That Makes Sense, an astrology podcast. Welcome back. Today, we are going to be talking about the four elements and how they relate to the 12 signs of the zodiac. When I first learned about the four elements and how they relate to astrology, it was really a game changer because when you start learning about astrology, it can be really overwhelming to learn about all 12 signs as individuals. And when you add the elements into it, it breaks them up into four different groups, which makes it feel a little more manageable. And it's nice to be able to see the commonalities between some of the signs. So before I have you guys go and look at your charts and look at the elemental distribution, which is on your natal chart if you did it through astro.com i'd really like you to take deborah silverman's elemental self-survey and see what kind of distribution you get you might be surprised so there's a little survey for each element uh, fire earth air and water so if you want to go over and take that survey i'll put it in the show notes and it's pretty enlightening If you don't have time to do the elemental self-survey now, I'll just give you mine as an example. So for water, I identified with eight of the qualities. For air, I identified with three. For earth, I identified with all 10 qualities. And for fire, I identified with four. So for each element, there are three signs that relate to it. So let's start with the fire element first. So our three zodiac signs that align with fire are Aries, Leo, and Sagittarius. In your elemental survey, if you identified with a lot of fire traits, you are probably someone who loves to exercise. You're probably outspoken, maybe say things that get you in trouble. Uh, You have a lot of energy and you're passionate. It's easy for you to laugh and find humor in life. You're probably deeply spiritual, uh, philosophical, you're a leader, you inspire others to take action, you're definitely the life of the party, and you probably love to argue and debate. Every element has a high road and a low road. I would say the highs of fire are your passion, your humor, your endless energy, you're inspirational, you're honest, independent. And you're an endless optimist. For the low road, fire can definitely have anger issues, be self-centered, egotistical, impatient, and deceptive. For fiery people, you have a permission slip from the universe to let your soul shine bright and just enjoy life. You are inspirational and fearless And your passion for life is contagious to everyone around you. So embrace that and don't stop doing what you're doing. Let's talk about Earth next. Taurus, Virgo, and Capricorn are the three signs of the zodiac that relate to Earth. So if you're very heavy in Earth, you will love saving money. Having your finances in order is very important to you. Everyone considers you to be the most practical and grounded in any group. When you're upset, you're probably cleaning your house. You're thorough and deliberate when working. You love to eat and you're very sensitive to tastes and smells. You love to be in control. Being in nature is essential for your well-being. You're goal-oriented and you're very good at getting results. 
You're always the most dependable person in any group, and you're very slow to change. The high road of Earth people is that you're consistent, you love animals and nature, you're loyal, you're great at managing money, you're very clean and organized, and you're trustworthy. The low road of Earth is being a workaholic, holding your feelings back, being very stingy, like hoarding objects and money, you're a control freak, and you can be very judgmental of yourself and others. So if you're a very heavy earth person, just know the universe has given you permission to bask in your accomplishments. You deserve to be proud of yourself. You've worked really hard to get where you are. Accept that you value purpose and function above having fun, and that's okay. Also, know that your loyalty, dependability, and grounded nature is incredibly calming and reassuring to those around you. So don't be so hard on yourself. You're doing great. Let's talk about air next. Gemini, Libra, and Aquarius are the signs related to air. If you're heavy in air, you might identify with the following things. You find words easily and you're very talkative. You like to people watch and ask questions. You're observant and analytical. You get bored easily. You're easily distracted. You change plans and directions easily and frequently. You're the kind of person that forgets where you put things. And harmony is essential for you, even if the cost is very high. The high road of air people is you're intellectual, articulate, charming. You love people and good conversation. You're visionaries. You're way ahead of your time. You're lighthearted. You're curious. And you're a great listener. For the low road, you can be flaky. You're the type of person that's a jack-of-all-trades, but a master of none. You can be codependent, kind of a know-it-all, nosy, and a gossip, and you can be messy and unorganized. So for my air people, your permission from the universe is to know that at your best, you are wise and you're a great teacher, so really use that to your advantage. You're gracious and inclusive, and that makes you a wonderful mediator. Keep asking questions and don't be afraid to speak your truth. It will wake us all up and move us forward. And finally, let's talk about water. Cancer, Scorpio, and Pisces are the signs associated with water. If you're heavy in water, you will probably be someone that cries easily, you're sentimental, you become nonverbal when you're upset, you have a really strong intuition, like your body almost gets a visceral reaction when it feels something wrong. You worry about the ones you love and you second guess yourself a lot. Your self-talk in your head tends to be negative. You're a private person. You can be hypersensitive emotionally or physically. You're fascinated by supernatural things and music is absolutely a necessity in your life. The high road of water is you're a healer. You're intuitive, almost a little psychic. You're nurturing, empathetic, compassionate, creative, and you're an endless dreamer. The low road would be indulging in drugs and alcohol. You're prone to depression, unable to set boundaries, and you can be fearful and paranoid. For people that are heavy in water, your permission from the universe is 
that it's okay to be emotional. It's completely okay to cry. It's also okay for you to be a quiet person. This allows you to feel and listen deeply, and your soul requires this. You deeply understand human emotion, and you're not afraid to embrace it. Your compassion has the power to heal this world. Now that you see how the elements and the zodiac signs relate, you can go back to your elemental self-survey that you did and bring up your natal chart and see how they connect. If you made your natal chart on astro.com, you will see an elemental distribution chart below where it lists all the planets and what planet is in each sign. For me personally, I have seven planets in Earth, plus my north node is in Earth. I have one planet in fire, I have one planet in air, and I have one planet in water, plus my rising sign is in water. So looking back at my elemental self-survey, it makes sense that in Earth, I literally got a 10 out of 10. I identified with all the Earth traits. For water, I scored an 8 out of 10. Now I know I said I only have one planet in water, but also my ascendant is in water, and I'm a Scorpio rising. So I feel like that's why I also embody a lot of the water traits. And then for air, I scored a 3 out of 10, and fire, I scored a 4 out of 10. So the fact that I only have one planet in air and fire, it makes sense that I scored lower in those other spots. So after looking at your natal chart and the results of your elemental self-survey, what is your missing element? And what can you do to cultivate more of it in your life? It's really important to identify your missing element so you can bring more balance and harmony to your life. So if you're missing fire in your life, go move your body. Find a fun physical activity to do on a regular basis. If you're missing earth in your life, start making to-do lists and make sure all of your tasks get done. It'll be really satisfying. Uh, also, you should probably set aside a special time each week to do chores around the house. If you're missing air in your life, make a point to strike up a conversation with a stranger. You might be surprised how much you enjoy doing it. Another way to embrace air would be to find a new book to read or start journaling. If you're missing water in your life, have a good long cry if you can. Maybe watch a sad movie if you need help getting those tear ducts flowing. Uh, lack of water can be reconciled by meditating and doing breath work, or it can be as simple as taking a bath or visiting the ocean. With air being my missing element, I'm working on using my voice more, which I'm trying to accomplish through making this podcast. Also, working in retail for nine years has really helped me become more social, even though that was not my goal when I took the job initially. So now that we know the signs that are associated with each element, it makes things a little easier when we go back to looking at everyone's big three. So my big three is I'm a Taurus sun, Capricorn moon, Scorpio rising. So I'm double earth and water because Taurus and Capricorn are earth and Scorpio is water. Uh, my husband, he is double fire and earth. He's a Sagittarius sun, Taurus moon, Sagittarius rising. And then my son is a Sagittarius sun, Cancer moon, Scorpio rising. So he's double water and fire. Once I know somebody's big three, I really like thinking of people in terms of the elements 
and how heavy they are in one or the other, just from looking at those three signs, it really gives a good overview of the type of person that they're going to be. And it also shows if their chart is really going to be more harmonious and easier for them in this life, or if it's going to be something riddled with a, a little more tension, because earth and water goes hand in hand, and air and fire goes hand in hand. So the fact that I am double earth and water is a pretty good combo for me. Now, looking at my husband and my son, my husband, he is double fire and earth, and then my son is double water and fire. So water and fire and earth and fire don't always mix very well together. So that could potentially be a source of struggle for them. So let's talk the compatibility of each element. So with fire and water, fire has to be careful because it can hurt water's feelings with its boldness. Fire with air is very comfortable. There's a lot of great ideas and energy flowing together. Fire with earth is manifestation. If fire can accept earth structure, demands and rules, it's a really great combo. Fire with fire has so much fun. It, they're like the life of the party. They never stop. Or they could fight all the time. It could go either way with fire. Looking at earth with the other elements, if you put earth and water together, this is a really great combo because earth and water love to be supported, which they will get with that combo. Earth with air can get impatient with air's unpredictability and impracticality. Earth and earth together, they love to get things done and they will do it effortlessly. And then earth and fire can conflict because they're both bossy and they can get into power struggles. Out of all four elements, air is the one that can blend the most easily with the other three. So air with water would give someone permission to be nonverbal and leave that empty space rather than having to fill in words all the time. Air with air will go off at the speed of light. They'll change their mind, they'll forget to tell you where they were going, or they'll forget to meet up with you for dinner or coffee or whatever they had initially promised. Uh, air with Earth would provide ideas and then listen to the practical advice so you don't feel criticized but rather supported to take your idea into the practical realm. And then Air with Fire is a really great combo. If you add air to a fire, the fire gets even bigger. It's very energizing. So this is a really compatible combo. And finally, we have water with the other elements. So if you have water and water, this is very compatible together um, because they both prefer to be gentle, nonverbal, and nurturing. They'll get along great. They just might not talk very much. Water with air. This would be the poet. Uh, somebody with an ability to listen to intuition and speak it into a whimsical and free-flowing way. Water with earth, the water principle is a natural ally of earth. So just as a plant in the earth loves to be watered, so does water love to be with earth. These two are definitely going to be natural friends. 
Water is all about emotional security, and Earth is all about financial and material security. So they work really well together. Fire with water? Water is going to get confused here because fire's impulse is to stand up and stand out, while water's impulse is to go inside and pull back. Now, if you're someone that has two conflicting elements in your big three, like, you know, with my husband having a fire sun and an earth moon, or my son having a fire sun and a water moon, it doesn't mean you're doomed or you're going to have a really terrible, difficult life. It's just something to be aware of. And once you're aware of it, you can understand you know, that source of tension that you're feeling between like your ego and your emotions. And just because I have an earth sun and an earth moon doesn't mean that my life is super easygoing. I still have to deal with the low road traits of Taurus and Capricorn and then mix in the intensity of my Scorpio rising. And, you know, things can get a little, little crazy. So, Every person is going to have their struggles, no matter how easy their chart looks. So don't feel like the universe has cursed you if you have some signs and elemental distribution that is not super compatible. Every person is unique, and no chart is exactly the same. We all have our own paths to walk. So the goal is just to become more self-aware. Then once we know ourselves better, we can do better. I am going to wrap up this week's podcast with a book recommendation. It's The Missing Element by Deborah Silverman. This is where I've learned all of my elemental knowledge in regards to astrology. And I highly recommend it. So if you can get the hard copy of it, or if you just want to listen to the audiobook and listen to Deborah read it directly to you, which I prefer. It's just a lot more meaningful hearing it directly from the author. So I highly recommend. All right. Well, that is all for today. Thank you for listening. And I will talk to you next week.